This podcast is brought to you by Reach Innovations. For more information, go online to reachinnovations.com. Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply what we learn to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is, um, well, from what Beck and I were saying, puberty. <laughs> no. Are you going, let's that, talk about Are you going, yeah. are you going, <laughs> are you going through it right that's, now? That's I thought no. we had passed that's that. That's how we're going to start our podcast now is we're just going to. No, I'm just. But hey, what's what we say around topic. this table Go. stays around this table. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, so basically the topic of what we're talking on today is just for each and every per- person, whenever it comes to our moral compass, how is it that our moral compass is, is fashioned as we get older? How do we know what's right and what's wrong and what determines what is right mm. and what is wrong as we, as we grow older? Um, and what, you know, what is it that the world is saying is normal, but in, it in essence may seem normal, but in in the Bible we see that maybe it's not so normal because God calls us to live set apart. So go, let's talk about it. Well, wow! Just this morning, uh, earlier today, this this verse, scripture came uh, to mind. Well, it was on our outline for our prayer group, but Psalms nineteen verses seven through nine. And it says, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. That's the big one right there. Hmm. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. And basically, that's a list for right living right there. Moral compass, standards, um, all coming back to what the Word of God says. And um, it was just just really good. And we, we always go to the Word. Now, the Word doesn't have specifics like, thou shalt not smoke or thou shalt not drink or whatever but you look and see what that produces in your life whatever the situation may be um but not just not just harp i don't mean to harp on on those two subjects but let's just say gossip Uh you know if somebody's gossiping that's how, how what is that producing in your life is that producing life or is it producing death right. and it, death to relationships, death to your reputation, mm-hmm. death to, you know, every, everybody, everyone involved. Yeah. So I just, that just scripture just bam, as soon as you talked about moral compass and, and how do we set our standards mm-hmm. that, that verse came to mind. So then growing up for you guys, what would, what would, did you all ever have a time where you had maybe no, something? No, I did not have a curfew. <laughs> no, did you have something that maybe at the time you thought was right, but then as you grew older, you saw, no, that's that's not right. Was there ever a time where you all had something like that? Think about it. Phil? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> or maybe our, was our parents' standards? 
and then they yeah, became you can do that our too. standards. Uh-huh. I know church attendance, you know, for me, going to church was um, was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you know, and maybe possibly another, you know, midweek service somewhere. But that was very important in our family. But I know as, as growing up and as cultures change and as family time changes and just different, different seasons that we're in, um, there was a season in our life that Wednesday night we it was more of a family night versus a going to church night hmm. but yet now we're back into a season where that's where our, that's when our small group meets right so there's nowhere in the bible that says sunday morning sunday night wednesday night friday night all that stuff but it says specifically neglect you know don't it's, it's kind of like a double don't neglect the meeting ga- together yeah, you know yeah, don't neglect coming together right. Um, on a weekly basis because you, it strengthens you and encourages you. And you can do that likewise for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think what's happening now is something that you and I um, heard just recently. Uh, Pastor Mike Caminetti talk about based on a book that he read that, that a lot about of culture um, that a lot of people are experiencing culture shock now, mm-hmm. um, especially people that are older. You know, they're trying to figure out this new generation that's coming up, people that are, you know, up in years. Uh, maybe they're, you know, 60 and over, mm-hmm. just to kind of put a generation on it, you know, that they're they're seeing a new generation come up, and, and it's a generation that's not been on the earth before. Uh, you know, the, the technology has not been what it is now. True. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all these things. But one of the things I really love that, that Mike Kim and Eddie brought out was in, in Daniel. He brought out the story of Daniel, and in Daniel chapter 1, you know, it talked about how <clears throat> that they had all been taken captive by the Babylonians, right. right? And so Daniel was brought in with three of his friends, and they were put in another culture. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture that they were used to was not the Babylonian culture. In the Babylonian culture, we eat all of the king's delicacies, Mm-hmm. You know, and so, the, you know, they were put in this new culture and they were told, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to eat. This is how you're going to act. Mm. <clears throat> well, there were several things that happened. They changed their names, you know, um, Daniel. Which meant meaning. I mean, had had weighty meanings back then. Yeah, which, na- yeah, names were very important. I didn't necessarily want to get into that mm-hmm. yet. But the thing that, that, I'm, that he brought out that I thought was so good was that... Um, that Daniel and and his three friends said, you know, we're not test us. Let us eat what we normally eat. Mm-hmm. We're not going to eat the king's delicacies. We're going to eat what we normally eat. You know, this is where the Daniel fast, you know, comes from. Um, that a lot of people do. We do that once a year. You, you, two, <laughs> no, two at the table that. are doing that currently. But <laughs> <laughs> but they they said, listen, test us. And so he did. And they found that Daniel and his friends looked better than all the other guys that were eating the king's delicacy. So does the, that mean that two at the table are looking better than the yes, other two are. at the table? Yes, you are. You guys are. Ooh, the ladies no, are okay. looking amazing. Wait, wait where, hold on. Where? <laughs> but here's... Zach's like, I need my Reese's. But, but this was the point, is that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did not bend to the culture. Mm-hmm. They influenced the culture. They didn't allow the culture to influence them. That's right. good. Daniel still prayed. He still threw his windows open and yeah. he prayed 
mm-hmm. the way that he always had. And so all of us are faced with a choice. Mm-hmm. When we were coming up, our parents did things certain ways, but our parents only knew what they knew. Mm-hmm. See, my mom has continued, who's still alive. She's getting ready to turn 80 this month. Mm-hmm. But she, yes. she has gone from, in her spiritual wisdom from when she first started, when I was very young, mm-hmm. I was six years old, you know, when she really began to, uh, to grow in God and really right. begin to glean. And now she's 80 years old. I'm 50 <laughs> some years old. And, <clears throat> but she has continued to grow too in mm-hmm. her, you know, in her spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And so all of us continue to grow and, and come to a place. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yep. Now, what about when people say, well, what, there's some gray areas. What do you do with the gray areas, Zach? I remember you and I had a conversation years ago. We were walking up the sidewalk, and your friends, your dad, your dad's talked about this in in previous podcasts, but your friends were wanting to watch or play certain uh, games with with a rating that was greater than what our standard would allow you to play. Mm -hmm. And you were like, "But mom, what's what's the big deal about it? What's the big deal about it?" And to me, it was black and white. It was yes or no. It was, we don't go above that, mm-hmm. that because there was a rating put on it. It was to help filter out stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, a reason before it, a reason for it. But what do you do when you feel like the culture is saying, but it's not a big deal. It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible, this or whatever. What do you do with gray area? Well, for me, one one of the things that I see is there have been times where maybe I'll be hanging out with someone and they'll want to do something that, you know, maybe goes outside of my morals for me personally. Now, once again, it's nothing against the individual because I'm right. like, if I'm hanging around you and, you know, you want to do this, like the last thing I want to do is to make you feel condemned for doing that because like, right, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, but there are many times where, you know, either the person will ask me like, Hey, is it okay? Like if I do this or whatever. Um, and then I'll, I'll be like, you know, that's like, you know, if that's you go for it, you know, like that you do you bro, you know, like don't try and change, Mm -hmm. you know, who you are for me. But whenever it comes to those things that go a little further outside my boundaries, looking back at just how far I've come in my short time on this earth. Mm -hmm. Um, it's getting a lot of, a, a lot of, a lot of times, if whenever really thinking about it, if I really have to try and find a reason for why it's okay, then a lot of times that's a good reason for why it's not okay. Mm. You know what Trying I'm saying? To justify it. Exactly. Cause I mean, we, we all know this to where like, um, like there's nothing wrong with debating, you know, like I debate about things, you know, and, and other things like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, there, there were times where like I remember sitting down with dad and like there was a new game that had come out and, and I had asked dad, you know, if I could buy this game and, you know, knowing it was outside of, you know, the, the, the rules we have, we, we had set for myself whenever it came to gaming. Um, and so I remember like, I was thinking about it, like, and I was thinking of all the content that was in the game and I was like, well, yeah, it's rated this, but it's really not like that far, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. And I remember bringing, talking like to Like it dad. only killed five people instead of 15 people? Or well, and it's like, like, where and it's like you... yeah, like there's blood, but the blood's blue. It's not red. <laughs> and it glows and, and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, and you can turn that off. You know, you can tone it down. You know, like all the digital world is all, all beep, about beep, edi- beep, editing beep, it beep, and all this beep. kind of stuff. 
Um, and so like trying to find, you know, those little corner, those little shortcuts, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of move past and say, it's okay. And I remember sitting down with you, dad, and we were, um, I think you had taken me out to lunch or something and you looked at me and you were like, okay, here's the thing. You're like, if you really think that this game is okay, is like, I want you just for like, come back to me on this day, spend time in prayer and then come back and tell me what God told you about it. Um, and honestly, I didn't, you know, go back and pray. Like I went back just knowing like, no man, like I'm telling you, like, it's, it's good. It's fine. And then I came back and I told you like, yeah, it'd be fine. You know, it'd be cool. And you didn't budge on it. Um, because you knew in your heart, um, these were, you know, the limits that we had set, but now, you know, quite a few years later, thinking back on that, a lot of times the many things that I had to try and come up with a reason for it to be okay, I look back now and realize it really wasn't. Because mm-hmm. if something's purely okay, you don't have to question it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't you don't have to ask if going and playing football is okay. You just go do it. You know, it's like yeah. it's 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 fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's whenever That's it's whenever you have a little check in your spirit mm-hmm. and it's like, wait something about this doesn't feel right. Well, and if you know it's wrong and then you keep moving forward, that's whenever you begin yeah. to sear your conscience to the point to where you do it. And then yeah. you've done it so much and it feels normal. And now you're like, Oh, well now it's okay. And that's how people's moral compasses just totally get messed up. Well, either, either you're tam- either you're tamed by culture or you tame culture. It's up to you. Mm. You know, you're just, dis- it's your, it's, dis- it's your decision. Um, to, and, and it's easy to just go with the flow. Right. I, I love that example of, you know, when, when I've gone canoeing down several rivers and, you know, the, the flow of the water just carries you down. And so they, they drive you in the truck and take you all the way to one point and you all get in the water and, and you take it all the way down, mm-hmm. brings you back down to where their hut, little hut is and, and place of business. And so you drag your canoe in. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you try to turn that canoe around and go the other way, it's not easy. Mm-mm. You have to paddle. Yeah. Right. And but two of you with paddles, you can paddle upstream. Mm-hmm. And and that's the difference. You know, we're we're supposed to be set apart from the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, when we become children of the living God, you know, we're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be people that are are different mm-hmm. than everybody else. Meaning, yeah. meaning it not physically different. I believe Jesus, you probably wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a crowd. He looked like yeah. everybody else. Mm-hmm. But his standard, his exactly. character, his morals, mm-hmm. completely opposite mm-hmm. of the people around him. Right. You know, and that's the way we're to be as mm-hmm. Christians. How do they know you're a Christian? It's not because of the bumper sticker on your car. It's not mm-hmm. because of the little, you know, what would Jesus do bracelet mm-hmm. that you're wearing. It's because of your standard, your morals, your, you know, you've set the bar mm-hmm. you know i like that ford commercial ford ford is the bar right they're mm-hmm. trying to right. they want their company well i think it's chevy okay well, now, well so. we don't need to but they know, they they want their company to be <laughs> yeah. the bar so that's why they say that mm-hmm. well if you say it enough people might begin to believe it well you you <laughs> need to say <laughs> that in uh, we need to say that in our own life and say okay wait a minute no. this is my bar this is my line Mm-hmm. You know, I heard one minister say it this way. How much like the world do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
And, be I, sick I, and I've had con- like those conversations with people that try to, they want to justify. And so they're looking for scriptures that say, it's okay for me to go and do this. When they know in their heart of hearts, you know, their, their spirit's already trying to check them. And mm-hmm. or how many people just would rather talk and debate about an issue and, and try to find agreement mm-hmm. out here mm-hmm. bef- versus go, just ask the Lord, mm-hmm. ask God, like, like Zach was saying, you know, I didn't want to go pray about it. Because he, he knew, yeah. he knew the answer. He was yeah. just trying to look for external agreement. Mm-hmm. But the internalness of God was saying, no, yeah, right. no, no. Yeah. And so any standard that we, that we set, it can be, we can be that, the, those trendsetters. We can be those standard setters and that people are, will, will be looking that, yeah, they may go, man, that's crazy. I can't do that. That's okay. But this is what God's put in my heart to do, yeah. and I'm not going to budge on it. Mm-hmm. And God will bless you to your point of obedience. I liked yes. what Chris Hodges said. He said, we need to get our worldviews from a correct word view. Yes. That's, that's good. good. You know, mm-hmm. that's where our wor- worldview should, should come from. You mm-hmm. guys, I know you guys will know this because I showed it to you, but there used to be a show on called Candy Camera. Mm-hmm. And you remember Candid Camera, um, honey, you used to watch it and they would, they would basically kind of play tricks on people. I thought it was a bug and Oliver. <laughs> it was our dog. His mouth just went over my foot. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Hello. And so on this show, what they did was they, they did a show based on, on the power of influence. So they had this guy get on an elevator. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the elevator oh, yeah. that yeah, was yeah. on the elevator, all the men. So this is back in... You know, I, it's early on back when men used to wear suits and they were, they wore the fedora hat type hat. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes. so this guy gets on this elevator and all of them are candid camera staff, except this, this guy. And so they're already in the elevator. And so he gets in the elevator and well, a woman gets on. And so all the men take their hats off. Well, this guy starts looking around at everybody taking their hats off and he, so he <laughs> takes his, his hat off. Then, then as they're on the elevator, the, the, all the men and everybody in the elevator turns and stands, faces the left. Well, this guy's looking around going, what, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And, and so he, he <laughs> turns and faces left too. Yeah. And then, and then they, and they turn all the way the other way. And then he looks around <laughs> and thinks, okay, well, I better turn all the way around. But that's the power of, of the, the, the mm-hmm. influence of culture is yeah. so subtle. Mm-hmm. Right. You just get sucked right into it and don't mm-hmm. really think. Now, wait a minute. Why are we facing left? No, where did this come from? Wait a minute. Yeah. Like this is so random. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. So it was a great it was a great picture of culture though. That's yeah. what culture mm-hmm. will try to do. It will try to tame you. Um, and that's why it's so important for people. So many people don't have their standards settled. And see, when you were when you were going through the that game phase, what we were what your mom and I were helping you do was to set your bar. Mm-hmm. You didn't have your bar set yet. And I don't think you were at a place yet that you, you know, were able to, you needed help setting the bar. Now you set your bar. Now I, your mom and I, we've backed way out. We don't have to set your bars anymore. You guys believe what you believe for yourself. But that's the place that every person has to come to. Because I see adults that aren't at that place yet. Mm -hmm. They haven't come to a spiritual uh, maturity level in the word yet to where they've discovered, mm-hmm. oh, that's my standard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, I want to honor God right. in yeah. that. I, wa- I want to please God in that, and so I'm going to make that my standard. And where we get those standards is from the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I love how we just we see Jesus just 
all throughout the scriptures. I mean, the very the very reason why he left such an imprint on our world and on, you know, every single person is because he didn't just go with the flow in terms of where everyone else was walking, where everyone else was functioning and, and treating as normal. He came in and totally showed a new way of living, which was the way that God initially designed us to function and operate in. And I love just um, whenever I see Jesus's uh, morals really shine the brightest is on uh, the whenever he went into the wilderness, you know, and was tempted by the enemy. Um, because it's in those moments, you know, a lot of times when you're the most vulnerable where the enemy will really, you know, see that as an opportunity mm -hmm. to try and to come against you. And it's in those moments where it's so important that you know who you are, you know what you believe and you know what you stand for. Because if not, then you find it easy to just kind of give into the pressure and just kind of go the, to go with the flow. But the enemy yeah. came up to Jesus in his most vulnerable state and tempted him to turn stones into bread, mm. you know? <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. like, he comes at him in that moment and then Jesus immediately comes back with, it is written. Mm -hmm. He knew where his morals were. He mm -hmm. knew where, where his identity was. He knew who he was. Because if he didn't know the word, first and foremost, um, if he didn't know the word, then he could have never properly combated what was coming against him. Yeah. And every single day, it's like the pressure on our generation gets more and more intense. Um, because there's such just a longing for people to be accepted and want to live life. Um, just people loving them for who they are and identity. And that's like all they're longing for. Thank but a long times, like people are, are neglecting morality over the sake of identity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about, think about the enemy. He, to me, he's the challenger. Mm -hmm. He, that's what he did in the garden with Eve right away. He challenged something that God had told her. He said, did the Lord, did God really say, this is a, this is, should be a key phrase for people. Mm -hmm. Did God really say this? Did God really say that I couldn't do this? Did he really say that I couldn't do that? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, he's the one that comes and he challenges, mm -hmm. uh, us. Right. And so anytime you set a level, you set the bar on your standard, you say, this is my standard. You, if I were you, I would expect to be challenged almost immediately mm -hmm. on well, that because he wants to pull your bar down. Well, here's right. the deal. He, he'll use the people in our lives. Yeah. A friend will never ask you to bend on your standards, Yeah. not break them, but they won't even ask you to bend on them. Mm -hmm. So if, if you've got someone in your life who is, who is, well, what about this? Well, it's, it's just, it's not that bad. What about if we just go ahead and do this? No, that's bending of your standard mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they're possibly not, not a good friend. There should just be maybe an, an acquaintance and right. it kind of move them away farther out of your, your, yeah. your inner circle right. because a friend will be like, wow, that's awesome. And so I'm going to, I'm going to support you in that because they see it brings life mm -hmm. into your life yeah. and, and they're going to encourage you in those standards. They're, they'll never ask you to bend on a standard. Mm -hmm. So you can maybe kind of weed out and kind of, uh, re reorganize the people in your life and their influence on you yeah. and their mm -hmm. opinion on you based on your own personal standards. If mm -hmm. they're supporting you, they're a good friend. 
if they're asking you to bend it or kind of making fun of you or, well, they don't do this. So we won't, you know, we won't talk about that in front of them. I mean, that's not a good friend. That's, that's an acquaintance kind of move them out a little bit farther (laughs) away from your heart. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when you were talking about Jesus and, and how he walked it out, he always made people feel better and built up. Yeah. And, he, and people wanted to, they were drawn to him. People mm-hmm. were challenged to live better lives just by him being around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. And people people need to see that standard. Mm-hmm. They're they're floundering themselves. They are. And they're and and they're they're like, wow, if I could only be strong like you, or if I could only, you know, hold those standards. Well, yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. You can. If yeah. if that's what you want for your life, if you want the same outcome that I'm having, well then you maybe maybe need to change and make some decisions that I'm making. Mm-hmm. And so it's And that's true. It takes a quality decision. You know, it take it takes a quality decision. To do this, we're a product today of the decisions we made yesterday. Mm-hmm. We are. So, where's your bar? Ooh. I mean, that's really the question. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're willing to bend, then the enemy's going to make sure that you bend and that you bend big. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important for us to be able to set our standard. This is what my standard is. I don't. I don't bend on this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I don't. I don't condemn anybody for. For instance, drinking uh, alcohol. I'm not. I am not the condemner. I'm. I'm the person. My name is Phil. It means love. <laughs> I'm the one that's supposed to walk. I'm supposed to love people. Yeah, bro. You know. Yeah. yeah we're, so we're not the police. Yeah. I'm not the. I'm not the alcohol police or the curse police. But but for me, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't drink. I don't drink because I've never seen it produce good things in people's lives. And I, that was a habit I never wanted to start. Mm -hmm. And so I set my bar. This is a standard for me. Right. And I've never been on it. I've been offered. And then same thing with smoking. I mean, because your dad used to smoke. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. And you saw how that worked out, you know, and then, and then how your dad quit smoking because he saw the effects it was having. So a lot of times too, it may not even be a, a matter of like, spiritual significance like you were saying but a lot of times it could be just i mean like smoking is awful for your body you know like mm-hmm. you're literally it's, smoking your life away it's like not gonna do that. it's not gonna send you to hell but it's gonna help you get to you know get to the end of your life sooner than you want it yeah exactly right. you know right. well I, I never want anything to control me mm-hmm. i want to because because god doesn't control he he's given us a free will the holy spirit saying hey i'm here to help mm-hmm. i'm not here to control yeah He's in charge. He's in charge. I've given him full reins. He's the boss in my life. But that's one reason why there's something in my life that I just have. I have a huge sweet tooth, bigger than Texas. And I know that if I, <laughs> that if I indulge, it would just, I just want more and more and more. Yeah. So I'm just like, I shut it down because I don't want to be controlled by that. I want to control. I want to say, I want to have the say on, on what I eat. I want to have the say on what I, I crave and long for. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one little area. But since you were talking about other things that that can become habit forming, yeah, I, I don't want to go there. Well, mm-hmm. the, the the word disciple comes from the word discipline, and that's what a disciple is. Mm-hmm. It's a person who's disciplined. Yeah. You make quality decisions, quality choices. Yeah, you know that you, you set your standard, right? And, and then you. Mm-hmm. And it ta- it it, 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 it takes me yeah. back to um, just. As we finish up here, it takes me back to just the very simple phrase that Jim Rohn said, you know, what is success? A few simple disciplines made every day. Mm -hmm. Um, People with absolute, just people who are very loose 
in their morals and people who are very loose in what they hold and the standards that they hold themselves to, uh, the road to success is going to be a lot more difficult because, Mm -hmm. I mean, when you see successful people, they're people who literally, they, they plan out their day. They have a very strict, um, uh, just way that they do things. Why? Because they've figured out what is required of them in order to, to, Mm -hmm. to live up to this measure of what they expect from themselves. So they they do small things. Well, yeah. And it all starts with just, I mean, I set, I set like some, some short-term, but long-term goals for myself just like last week. And it, and it has totally changed, uh, just the way that I live on a daily basis, because now I'm realizing what are things that I need to cut away so that I can achieve those goals that I've actually set for myself. And a lot of that also is like, are also with morals too. Like if I want my morals to be here, mm-hmm. then what am I doing? Am, am I doing something right now that's maybe challenging my morals and that's not healthy, you know? So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things, but it's, morals are not bad. It's literally like the more that you watch yourself and the more that you don't compromise on things, the easier you're going to find it to be to achieve where you want to be and where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So, good. Well, Jim Stovall said, do the next thing right and the right thing next. Hey. And when you find yourself in a good place. Awesome. Well, cool, guys. Thanks for listening to The Conversation. For more episodes, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Conversation. Thanks again for listening.